0: Welcome listeners to our patron preview of Mission Impossible 3. So, Mission Impossible three, released in two thousand and six, starring Tom Cruise, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ving Rhames, Billy Crudup, Michelle Monaghan, Jonathan Rhys Meyers, Kerry Russell, Maggie Q, Simon
1: Pegg. Simon Pegg. What did you not know he was in this? Yes, I did, but I you didn't. Know, didn't <laughs> no, I I think the cast for this is. Surprisingly good. What's
0: ironic is that after the success of Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg was asked whether he was going to pursue a career in Hollywood, to which he laughed and said, uh, oh, it's not like I'm going to be in Mission Impossible 3, am I? <laughs> Ooh.
1: Well, it's like the secret, isn't it? You put it out in the universe, it'll come true. Yeah. I'm sure
0: like Tom Cruise maybe heard that goes, hmm, interesting. I'll prove mm. you wrong. <laughs> it was actually at one point Ricky Gervais was going to be in the cast instead of Simon Pegg.
1: Oh god! Well, I'm glad it was Simon Pegg. Yeah, I think about base really is too silly. Yeah, he's either balls to the wall silly, which I love, or super super depressing. Yeah, it wouldn't work at all. No.
0: Speaking of these secondary characters here, Maggie Q actually didn't even know how to drive before she did this movie. She learned how to drive a car so that she could do this movie. Uh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Well, Hollywood. I don't think a lot of them drive around per se. Probably got like a lot of Ubers. Well, probably in 2006, actually. Taxis. I mean, it's not New York. Yeah, good point. I don't know. Some people probably just don't want to drive. Fair maybe she's above it.
1: Ab- above driving, not it's anymore Maggie though. That's yeah, true. Was this her peak? I don't know her very well at all. I know who she is, but it's not like she's a huge star.
0: This would probably be around her peak. I'm pretty sure she did uh, Die Hard Four. Maybe a cup Maybe a year later after this, she was in Nikita. That was her big TV show. She was the main lead there. Other than that, nothing I can think that
1: she was in. Mm.
0: So this was written by Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orkey, and J.J. Abrams.
1: J.J. Abrams. This is actually his feature film directorial debut. It is. And he holds a record for the, at the time at least, the largest budget for a first-time director at $150 million. That's big. It's a lot of money. I mean, he will come to deal with more. And become a giant in Hollywood, but uh nah, bravo. It's a nice say obviously he did a lot of work in TV before this, which yeah, is that's why Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which is why he's been him. given the reins a bit here, because he has proven himself already in TV again and again.
0: Alias, his mm. big one. Mm. So we talk about this script. Really early on in this production, English screenwriter Ben Treblecook, he had uh, penned some previous drafts, and they had uh, Ang Lee in talks to direct this. One of the stories they did involved the destruction of various wonders of the world, which was set as a prequel to the first movie and was going to bring Emilio Estevez back into it.
1: Okay, that's uh, weird. Yes. I'm, gl- I'm glad... I'm glad they didn't and they kept it all chronological. Well, they
0: went away from that because they thought it contained uh, a lot of stuff that was a bit too sensitive. It was uh, closely mirrored the uh, 9/11 attacks at certain points. So there was another draft that actually came up. It was about trafficking of human organs uh, and that was rewritten by Frank Darabont. Does that name ring a bell to you?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm aware of who Frank Darabont is, the famous Walking Dead uh, operator. And obviously Shawshank. That's, I was like, and, that's yeah, where yeah, you know him yeah, from. Mal, the Mist.
0: So, cinematography was done by Dan Mindell, who also did uh, Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness, as well as The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, good friend of J.J.'s, Absolutely.
0: then. Absolutely. And music by Michael Giacchino, and like you said, directed by J.J. Abrams. It was actually going to be David Fincher, who was really going to direct this, but he actually dropped out of the production to do Lords of Dogtown, which he dropped out of as well. To do what? I'm going to say Zodiac. Okay. Yeah, the basic storyline he had going on was about working in the black market trade of uh, body parts in Africa. And when he was attached, they were going to have Sylvester Stallone as the villain. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's a lot of movies going around. Sylvester Stallone was going to be in this film.
1: <laughs> yeah, then they met him.
0: <laughs> and then he went off and did like Rocky 6 and Rambo 20
1: and every- all those other ones. There's another Rambo coming out soon, isn't there? Yeah, Rambo Last five. Blood. Last Blood. Yeah, it's not going to be. You don't think it'll be his last blood?
0: Who knows, mate? They make so much money for him. Of course, he's going to go make a Rambo 6. So when Fincher actually fell through, they got a hold of Joe Carnahan. Probably don't know him from much at that time. He worked on the film for 15 months before he quit over creative differences with the, with the studio. And oh, that's sh- when
1: they found J.J. Abrams. Hope he got a good payout. Gee, J.J. really does love coming in and saving the day, doesn't he? Yes, he does.
0: So, Dean, what happened to Tandy Newton? Tandy Newton, more like it.
1: Tandy, Yeah, no, nah, she was... She was offered the role and declined um, to spend time with her family. Funnily enough, that character that she was, was going to be, once she left, it, the, they changed the name. They were going to give it to carrie Ann Moss, mm-hmm. but once JJ came on board, they scrapped that character entirely. Unlucky carrie Ann. Yeah. What is she going to do from there? I mean, not much. No. It's tough. She hasn't really ever been able to get out of the Matrix shadow. Pretty much. Whereas Fishburne's obviously done a lot, and Keanu was a... You know, Keanu's um, Keanu. Yeah, Keanu's Keanu. So we all know he can't act. So
0: Well, we're all on the subject of uh, casting choices. Let's take a look at who was in line for Lindsay Ferris, who was eventually who eventually went to Kerry Russell. We had Katie Holmes. Lindsay Lohan? Alicia Cuthbert? Remember her? 24.
1: No, uh, The Girl Next
0: Door. That's where you remember her from? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica Alba. They were all considered for the role.
1: I actually saw Scarlett Johansson. That's right.
0: Uh, She was cast very early on in the film, but she had to pull out of the project and obviously went to Kerry Russell in the end.
1: Well, I mean, if they're spending 15 months with another director, obviously, it was quite an extensive process to get this film even made. So, you can understand why there would be a lot of casting changes.
0: So much so that they also had Kenneth Branagh as the villain lined up ready to go, but he had to pull out to pursue another project because of the you know the lengthy time it took to mm. get it going. Rachel McAdams also turned down the role
1: of uh, Jules. Jules. I yeah. can see her as a Jules. What do you think of Michelle Monaghan, though? Love Michelle Monaghan. She's very good. You like her? Yeah, she's great. I mean, I like her in everything. She's really, she's got that um that girl next door sort of thing, sort of like how I would view Emma Stone now. Yeah, okay. Sort of that relatable, funny sort of sort of person you could <sighs> kick back,
0: have a drink, and have a laugh. Yeah, with. yeah. So as you know, Tom Cruise did the majority of his own stunts in this film. Most of them were done without major injury. However, he did crack a couple of ribs uh, when he turned his up. Giving her so oral to- pleasure? No, no, not that movie. You know how he did it. Turned his torso too quickly.
1: Yeah, I've always said, you've got to be careful when you turn your torso. Have you? Have I turned my torso? Have you always said that? I mean, I've said it at least once today. (laughs) That's more than enough.
0: So did you hear about this story about these bomb threats? No, please enlighten me. Well, to promote this film... Oh, God. Paramount Picture rigged 4,500 randomly selected LA time vending machines, the newspaper vending boxes that they have, with digital audio players that would play the theme song when the doors opened. The audio players, however, they didn't stay concealed and certain boxes actually had the the, the, the tapes drop into visible line. So people <laughs> thought they were bombs.
1: Oh, no. Actually
0: calling out bomb threats. It was a massive disaster. Luckily, though. None of them went off? None of them went off. Good. And surprisingly, they kept them. They said, yeah, they're just them back up there. <laughs> 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 now, this was around the time of the South Park episode, Trapped in the Closet. Tom Cruise's big whinge about that episode. He threatened to cancel his publicity for the film of Comedy Central aired that episode.
1: Hold on. Cancel his publicity for his new Mission Impossible film? Yes.
0: What do Comedy Central care about that? Comedy Central is owned by Viacom, which is the parent company
1: of Paramount Pictures. Okay, so they are related. Yes. Well, obviously they didn't pull it. And I assume- No, no. It was.
0: It was pulled? They pulled it. They told Trey Parker and Matt Stone- Really? We are pulling this episode. Do not say anything about it. Don't backtalk. We are doing this. And it happened. Was
1: it aired after the movie? Oh, of course. But at that time, they pulled it. Wow. Geez, mm. he's got some pull power, doesn't he? It's Tom Cruise, man. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I'll cry, baby. I mean- would take a joke, would you? I mean, it's easy for you to sit there. No one knows who you are. No one's saying anything nasty about you. Hey. The amount of libel that has been said about- Actually, libel could be written. Slander. Slander. Is slander- I think slander is verbal. Libel's written. Anyway, the amount of crap that's been said about Tom Cruise. You know, you, you need to walk a mile in his- or Run a mile in his shoes, at least.
0: I think it'd be awesome to have that glowing publicity- no one's, hearing, no one's saying my name. What if they? What if the South Park boys did a satirical version of the IMDB Journey podcast? i would <laughs> loving it.
1: Oh, you know you've made it when South Park parody, parody you.
0: I can see us as South Park characters, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder what we'd look like. <laughs> yeah. So not only was this film delayed
0: for 15 months because of the previous directors and that. This actually got delayed even longer because Tom Cruise was committed to War of the Worlds. When they finally got it going, they said, no, sorry, we're going to have to wait a year because I'm doing War of the Worlds. This was ready to go in August 2004. No, hold up, got to go do War of the Worlds. So after that was done, they came back in the summer of 2005, which meant that the film was released on the 5th of May in 2006 with, like you said, a budget of $150 million. And in America, it grossed $134 million for 14th for the year. And worldwide grossed three hundred and ninety-eight million for eighth of the year.
1: Ah, so a wild success. Yes, of
0: course. Good. Yeah, me. Yeah, Not me, Mission me. Impossible. Two numbers, but still a success. Still a success. Yeah. This actually has the fourth widest opening in history, probably at the time, commandeering four thousand and fifty-four cinema screens. hundred and seventy of those
1: were digital. So, would this have been in the right on the transition of film to digital? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Okay. So there was a bit of uh, heat. Going on on the the set, studio effects technician Stephen Scott Wheatley sued Paramount Pictures and Tom Cruise's production company for gross negligence after the pyrotechnics in a stunt in which he was involved went wrong and he was engulfed in a ball of flame. He suffered third degree burns about 60% of his body.
1: And he sued them? He did sue them. Did he win? I don't know. It is unclear. I mean, maybe they settled out of court. They probably would have. But yeah. Sh- yeah. Surely at that point, you'd just, you know, you're going to lose. Just pay. Like, why get to the point where you need to get sued? Do you know what I mean?
0: Maybe they think because they're, you know, big budget film studios against this puny little bloke, they yeah. can get away with it. Yeah, no, nah, it's fair. But this film does have an average rating of 6.9 over. 308,000 ratings.
1: That's a... Sounds low, a little low. Sounds low. Because Mission Impossible 2 was, what, six and a half, wasn't it? 6.4?
0: Yeah, about that.
1: It's not It's not far from Mission Impossible 2. Well, let's see if we think the same thing. Yes.
0: Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this Patreon preview. Yeah,
1: if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com slash Journey.
0: And we've got plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show. Yeah,
1: exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review. Yeah, so Dean set us spot
0: on. Patreon.com slash IMDbJourney. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out.
1: Thanks, y'all.